Sean Pesh of Ranmore Funds, uh, good to be talking with you, Sean. You've been guiding us really well on the whole NASPAS process risk. Uh, it started off some time ago, 2018, I think it was, where you pointed out that there were VIE structures that I think most shareholders in NASPAS had no clue what they meant, um, and maybe a lot still don't. Let's just unpack that quickly before we go to the latest issue. So, Alec, what a VIE structure is, um, it stems from China's information security laws. And it means that the underlying security, the underlying assets can't be held by foreign shareholders. So what they end up being held, who they end up being held by are the CEOs, CIOs, etc. And all the foreign shareholder has is a contract which says that they can consolidate the results of the underlying business. So, you know, that hasn't been tested. It's apparently contravenes the Chinese law. It hasn't been tested in law, but it's never been a problem. And so investors let it lie. But um, as this whole Russian thing has shown us, you know, things can go badly awry and, and they can do so very quickly. Um, and so that was really the concern um, that I raised. And, and hopefully, hopefully um, China has witnessed what's going on and how strongly the foreign shareholders or foreign markets have responded to the invasion of Ukraine and you know, are reassessing their ambitions regarding Taiwan and hopefully will be responsible shareholders and these won't be a problem. But you never know. And that was the risk. Yeah, by heart. waving the flag, uh, you actually got us to reassess our position in NASPERS process in the business portfolio. And we sold out at levels that are way over 50% higher than the current share price. So thank you very much on behalf of our community for, for pointing that out to us. But right, right now, process NASPERS is back in the news. And this time, because of the investment it had in Mail.ru, uh, which has now morphed into a, a Russia's equivalent of Facebook. Just take us through exactly what's going on there. Process had an investor call yesterday, and they own 25.7% in um, a Russian social media company called VK. And they're writing down their investment. Now, if you look at Process's NAV on Process Investor Relations page, you'll see that that number of 769 tallies with what they have as VK in their net asset value. And, and I, they have no choice, really, because at the moment, VK has been suspended on the Russian market. It's not trading. Uh, hopefully, when things settle down, and I'm rather hopeful that we're at the tail end of this war. I know that's you know, uh, very different to the the mainstream thinking out there, but no one can afford for this to go on for much longer. And so let's hope that in within a few days that they have lots of peace talks, they're ongoing. Let's hope that there's some sort of resolution. But but process has no choice really but to write it down. Um, its market cap, VK's market cap in 2020 was 6 billion. When it was suspended, it was only 204 million. Okay. So you can see the extent to which it had fallen. It also has debt of some net just under a billion dollars. And looking at the process statement and the fact that the number ties up, it doesn't suggest that that process had advanced or had any of that uh, VK debt because that would be a problem. Um, and I think you've seen an exodus from Russia from just companies on a daily basis. And it's actually a bit of a concern for global markets because you know, you've got these large multinationals that everybody owns in the portfolio that are priced for perfection. And, and now all of a sudden, we've got an imperfect world. So the good news for process and NASPERS shareholders is that in terms of the NAV, it's not a big deal. If you look at process's NAV at the end of December, and it's 
obviously a little bit lower. Now it's it was 700 million out of 212 billion, so 0.3 percent. So that's the good news. Um, but hopefully, once VK, once the Moscow market opens again, VK uh, is listed and is trading again. You know, process can can execute a more what's the word, you know, execute a sale and recoup some of that. Um, so the worst case scenario, the, the NAV is hit by 0.3%. I mean, I don't think that's a big issue. The bigger issue is the Chinese assets. That's what I think the bigger issue is. You know, you've seen companies that are owned by 10 cents, like C, which is down 75% since October last year. And uh, and no earnings, massive multiple, well, in fact, no earnings, massive market caps, um, and that's a bit of a problem. So, you know, that I would argue is still a risk for investors, um, but but obviously less so. Which has then morphed into VK, which is uh, its share price, as you say, has gone down from market valuation of $6 billion to $200 million, which is an incredible decline. At the point of suspension. Uh, and then yeah. it was suspended. Is, was that all because of the war? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, all the Russian assets just collapsed in a heap because there was just rampant fear. People worried about what was going to happen with the uh, the suspension of securities, etc. And it was get me out at any price. Do you have an ability, if you take a contrarian view, and as you suggesting that the war might be towards the tail end, uh, if that were to happen, uh, to be able to buy into those Russian assets now? Is the Russian stock market even trading? No, the Russian market is not trading, Alec, and neither are the GDRs here in the London International Exchange, so you can't buy those. Um, the, there are a couple of Russian stocks which are listed in the US. Those are also suspended. So actually, probably the only way is via an ETF if you wanted to get, but I think most of those are suspended as well. So you actually, you, you, can't, uh, you can't get involved until these, these, you know, these suspensions are, list, you know, are lifted. Um, Which is a yeah. bit of a dilemma for a, a value investor like yourself, because if you look at it on the on the one hand, uh, you you do try and avoid risk as much as possible. But on the other hand, the Russian assets, if there is to be a, a ceasefire anytime soon, would appear at the at what they were priced at before suspension to be incredibly cheap. Well, I mean, certainly so. And, and in fact, we held some Russian assets in the fund and have been hurt by this because, you know, the, the price that they marked in the fund is pretty much naught. Um, and, uh, and so I know that that risk, unfortunately, has manifested. But, you know, these businesses are not bankrupt. I mean, Gazprom, uh, Gazprom and, and, and a number of the other Russian companies are paying uh, foreign debt holders and coupons and, you know, and, and right now. So, so the company's not bankrupt. You look at the European gas price and the oil price. The question, the point is, is just the market price has just just been suspended, so you can't trade them. So that's the that's the important thing. So in the fullness of time, I'm sure the value will you know unlock. Um, and uh, yeah, but but that is the thing. So that's the so the good news is those companies are not bankrupt, and I don't think VK. You know, it looks like it's expected was expected to earn some profit. There's probably less competition now with many of the other social media companies having left. Um, but I think from an international company perspective, Process really had no choice but to exit. I mean, you've seen large companies like BP. I was a little surprised at their statement. I mean, BP have said, we are selling Rosneft assets. Now, when you announce to the world that you're selling and you've got a massive, and, and who are they selling to? There's only one buyer, and that is either Rosneft or the Russian government. And so they're going to determine the price. 
And so BP are going to take an absolute bath on this. I think it's over $20 billion. Um, what I think would, yeah, but but you understand that in the boardrooms of these international companies right now, being associated with Russia is just terrible. And of course, it's not, you know, it's, it's really Putin. It's not the Russian people. I mean, they're, you know, even this morning, they're Russian authors and uh, coming out and saying that, you know, they are just embarrassed by their nation and rightly so. Uh, but it's it's embarrassed by the leadership. And I think we've got to be, you know, careful to to tie everybody with yeah, the same well, We've brush. been through that in South Africa, haven't we? Uh, in a, Through apartheid. Um, but Sean, just, just before we move off Russia, and I'd, I'd really like to just explore a little more on the process China issue with you. When you say that you think this could be at the tail end of the war, that's a very contrarian view. What makes you believe that? Well, you know, if you look at from Putin, this has not gone according to Putin's plan. That's the first thing. You've got protests in the streets in in Moscow and Petersburg on a scale they've never seen before. You know, it's a bit like it reminds me of the defiance campaign back in South Africa. You know, you, when you have a few people trans breaking those crazy rules or you know just horrific rules, they get arrested. But when you do it on mass, you can't arrest 145 million people. And so I, um, yeah, so so that's the first thing. The the shop supermarket shelves are bare. People can't withdraw cash. Um, oligarchs plans to spend some off the coast of Saint Tropez have been dashed. Uh, and so there's just pressure building, you know, the, the bodies, body bags are arriving back in Russia. Um, the, the, the reality is dawning on the Russian public as to what is going on. And Putin's making no progress. And at the same time, the Ukrainians are just being more and more emboldened. And I mean, the whole world is just in awe of Ukraine. My goodness, they have just, you know, the support. And they've actually shown that NATO hasn't really, I mean, they've managed without NATO. So I think if you look at what Russia said the other day, they said, they said, if you recognize these two provinces, if you agree not to join NATO, the war will stop in a moment. That's what a spokesperson said. And um, and they the talks broke down, but now they're apparently continuing. Um, I w- if I was Zelensky, I would say, look, this is an opportunity to stop the bloodshed and stop the humanitarian crisis. And and let's face it, if Russia retreats now, they're never coming back. There's no ways they are coming back. So this NATO membership is really academic. And Donetsk and Luhansk, well, there wasn't a lot of resistance. So maybe that's a small price to pay for the fact that the big aggressor has now gone. Yeah, sure, there should be some massive penalties in terms of helping rebuild the country. But, but um, you know, and, and what is the alternative? If you really push Putin a bit more, you know, could he just, this unhinged individual, just fire a nuclear bomb and wipe out Ukraine? So that's the downside. So the upside, so I think, and Zelensky is a very smart person, and uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against him actually saying, you know what, because you, you, in any negotiation, Alec, you need to give a party the a ladder to climb down. You know, Putin needs something. He needs to be able to go back to his his populace and say, there we go. I didn't want them to join NATO. They've agreed to it. We've won something. You can't, he's not going to retreat without having something. So give him something that you don't really save need. face. That's what yeah, allow him to save face. It's a, it's a negotiation one hundred and one. And China, as far as process is con- is, is uh, involved in China, there's the it's it is more than a hundred percent of the process share price, which is embedded in ten cent. Uh, what is it about that side that worries you? And I, and I just want to go back maybe with the first point being with the invasion of Ukraine. 
there were many pundits who were saying this would embolden China to attack Taiwan. I think that was the risk. I think the what China has seen, how the rest of the world has just responded against this aggression, will probably make them think twice. So hopefully that risk recedes. And that would be good for South African savers because Naspers has such a large percentage of its assets in China. So that that is the hope, um, you know, but we'll have time will tell. Um, I think it's also forcing investors to consider, you know, what do they own and what do they hold? And I think if you have real companies with real assets that generate cash, this is actually a buying opportunity. I mean, something like, you know, we hold ABN AMRO in, in the fund. It's down 37% since the 9th of Feb. They have minimal Russian exposure. Um, and it's buying back shares. It, it's got a, it's overcapitalized buying back shares and was doing so at 70 cents in the dollar. Now it's buying back at 50 cents in the dollar. So, um, you know, now the concern obviously is that if Russian gas prices stay up or na- European gas prices stay up and we try and wean ourselves off that that's going to force the Europe to go into a recession. And so the sooner this resolves, I mean, if Russia pulls out tomorrow, gas prices are going to normalize, oil price is going to come down, nickel price is going to correct, etc. And so, you know, that, that'll hopefully avert a recession. But the longer this goes on, the, the higher, greater the risk is of a recession. And those are, those are investors' concerns right now. But the China risk for NICEPAS stroke process? Well, hopefully it's also focused management's minds on the, the risk of having assets in countries controlled by regimes that where they can do what on earth they want. And so um, I would hope that, uh, you know, I don't know why they don't approach, maybe they have done, approach Tencent and say, why don't you, buy, if you think this is such good value, why don't you buy back some of our shares? I know we can't commit, we, we've already committed not to sell anymore for the next three years, but why don't you take some of the shares off our hands? So, you know, the more they, they, re- they sell those assets and use those proceeds to buy back stock, I wouldn't be in favor of that, but I don't want them to, and I don't own any of these shares, but I, but they, what we really don't want is them to sell those assets, receive the proceeds, and then go and spend it on other frivolous investments that are losing money. You know, they need to lock in the discount for shareholders. That's what they need to do.